Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ahsoka just teased Star Wars' deadliest enemy. Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Dan Casey, and today we're delving back into the galaxy far, far away to break down the latest episode of Ahsoka. Episode 3, titled Time to Fly, featured surly senators, deadly dogfights, and maybe Star Wars' silliest Dune reference yet. If you want it, make me give it to you. Use the voice. The Force is in all of us. Almost. But all kidding aside, the biggest revelation this episode was a confirmation of the true purpose of the Eye of Scion. Morgan Elsbeth's massive hyperspace transport ring is still under construction, and it's poised to play a major role in this show. But could this gigantic gateway be opening the door to an even deadlier foe than Grand Admiral Thrawn? Well, we have a theory, and if we're right about this, it could be considered a spoiler. And we're gonna break it all down for you in just a moment, but to do so and talk about this at length, we have to spoil the latest episode of Ahsoka. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, well, strap on your Eva suit and get out while you still can. Did you fix the ship yet? Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Episode three was much shorter than the first two episodes, but it gave us some very important information that could affect the rest of the series and the rest of the franchise as we know it. Anything interesting? We began with some more meditative moments, with Ahsoka training Sabine in the ways of the Force, including Zatochi, a lightsaber combat style name for Japan's most famous fictional blind swordsman, Zatoichi. But our heroes ultimately find themselves in the Eye of the Storm, or more specifically, the Eye of Scion. You could say they grabbed a Cetos at the table because Denab is served, baby! I said... Anyway, where was I? All roads led to the Danab system on Ahsoka this week, as that mysterious location is where Morgan Elsbeth is building her gigantic hyperspace transport ring. And as we broke down in our recent video, the Eye of Scion is named for the Sith Lord, Darth Scion. You may remember him from Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords, and he just so happens to have one supremely terrifying eye. Now this particular hyperspace transport ring is more powerful than any other in the history of the galaxy far, far away, at least as we know it. It seems to not only be capable of transporting massive ships, but able to transport them across massive distances as well. And that's to be expected considering it requires seven Super Star Destroyer sized hyperdrive engines to operate. That is so much power! As for what it could be transporting, the most popular theory that many of you mentioned in the comments is the Chimera. Now, for those who don't know, the Chimera was Grand Admiral Thrawn's Star Destroyer, which was firmly yeeted into deepest hyperspace by the Pergil in the finale of Star Wars Rebels. 
Creating a gateway of this size suggests that it's built as a means to bring both Thrawn and his flagship back from beyond wherever the pathway to Paradia ends. And in case you don't remember, the pathway to Paradia was revealed by that elaborate star map that Ahsoka recovered, Sabine decoded, and Shinhati stole in the first two episodes. It leads to another galaxy beyond the galaxy far, far away. And it's something that was apparently known of when Balin Skull was a wee youngling at the Jedi Temple. And that's an important detail that we'll come back to in just a moment. And you could say it's a whale of a tale, specifically because space whales are once again at the heart of everything. One of the episode's most jaw-dropping moments came during a high-speed chase in the skies above Setos. Ahsoka and Sabine were trying to shake Shin Hati and Maroc from their tail, who were pursuing them in their World War II-inspired starships. And speaking of old-school equipment, does Shin's headset kind of look familiar? This is where the fun begins. That is where the fun begins! Anyway, Ahsoka and Sabine managed to lose their pursuers by flying amid a pod of Pergil. Pergil are those giant kaiju-sized space whales that are capable of traveling through hyperspace. And while we previously caught a glimpse of these enormous creatures on The Mandalorian Season 3, this is the first time we get a sense of just how insanely big they are in the live-action series. More importantly, though, Hu Yang revealed that the Pergil played a crucial role in formalized travel between galaxies. The sassy droid explained that the Jedi Archive speak of intergalactic hyperspace lanes between galaxies, which used to follow the migration paths of star whales named Pergil. And that might just be the most significant development in modern Star Wars lore. Hu Yang mentioned galaxies plural, implying that the Jedi and others likely used to traverse from the galaxy far, far away to multiple galaxies further, further away on the regular thousands and thousands of years ago. And I say thousands of years ago mostly as an estimate given Hu Yang's other line this episode about the Jedi's standards for what makes a good candidate for a Jedi Knight being at least a millennium old. And that lines up with the end of the Jedi Sith War and the foundation of what would become the modern Galactic Republic. But given that Hu Yang is roughly 25,000 years old, it's hard to say how deep his Jedi archives actually go. And this is to say, this is all particularly important given that the Pergil also appear prominently on the star map of the Pathway to Paradia. And this isn't the only technology the Pergil inspired, either. Back in the Season 2 episode of Star Wars Rebels, The Call, Hera mentioned the Pergil as well. She suggested they inspired hyperspace travel between systems as well. So learning that these space whales also acted as trailblazers for routes between galaxies is one of the biggest revelations in Star Wars canon. The bigger question, though, is why was this technology lost? Why did the knowledge of transgalactic travel disappear entirely? Who knows? Maybe it was the wanton slaughter of the Jedi in the Purge of Order 66. Maybe it was the decades of galactic civil war, or any number of previous conflicts. There's been so many catastrophic wars, purges, and deaths in the galaxy far, far away, it's understandable why so much institutional knowledge might have disappeared. What was once an accepted fact or widespread technology could have easily faded to myth and legend by the time that Balin Skull was at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Fairy tales. Tales which are based on truths. There is another possibility, though. Maybe that knowledge was deliberately obfuscated to protect the galaxy far, far away from something much more dangerous. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. Now, some rumors about the Ahsoka series so far have suggested that Thrawn could ally himself with deadly, dangerous foes beyond the reaches of the galaxy far, far away. And what enemy from beyond the reaches of the known universe could be deadlier than the Yuuzhan Vong? 
Introduced in the New Jedi Order books in the old Expanded Universe, this empire of extragalactic warriors invaded the galaxy far, far away and almost destroyed the New Republic. They left trillions dead in their wake. In the old Star Wars legend stories, these ultra-violent aliens were extragalactic refugees. They were caught in a war between two droid civilizations in their home galaxy. And then in a very Dune-like move, they launched a galaxy-wide crusade to purge their universe of technology. But with their home world destroyed, they became a nomadic people in search of a new world to call home. They traveled to other galaxies aboard their sprawling world ships, and one of those galaxies just so happened to be the galaxy far, far away. Of course, the timing of Ahsoka doesn't exactly line up with when the Yuuzhan Vong War took place in the old EU timeline, but maybe it could be a good enemy to introduce now to wait in the wings for Rey to deal with in her upcoming movie. And I say that because Star Wars has brand new eras in its official timeline, and that movie takes place in the New Jedi Order era. New Jedi Order books, New Jedi Order era. It's all coming together. It's very dangerous putting them together. Considering that movie is said to take place some 15 years after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, this could be a fantastic way to build upon Ahsoka's revelations about multiple galaxies and give us villains that aren't just more Palpatine puppets. Now, before you take this with a purgle-sized grain of crate, Salt. Remember that during the Untold Clone Wars panel at Star Wars Celebration in 2015, Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm creative executive Pablo Hidalgo revealed they had plans to include the Yuuzhan Vong in an episode of The Clone Wars. That story was going to involve the Yuuzhan Vong in a very minimal way, involving a scout ship trying to gauge the strength of the Republic and what the Jedi actually were. And with the New Republic now drowning in a sea of red tape and feckless bureaucrats like Senator Ziono gumming up the works, a scouting mission to accompany Thrawn could easily set up a greater threat down the line. And that sounds like an easy baton for Dave Filoni and company to pass along to Charmaine Obeid Shinoi and her Rey movie. But let's assume for just a moment that the Yuuzhan Vong might be a bridge too far to re-canonize. Star Wars did recently bring back another group of deadly enemies, albeit in a much smaller way. On Andor, Luthan Rail gave Cassian Andor a blue kyber crystal that he called a Kuwati Signet, aka a Skystone. He also mentioned it was connected to an uprising against the Rakatan invaders. And this was a reference to the Rakatan Infinite Empire, an ancient galaxy-spanning empire of warlike aliens. They used their highly advanced technology to conquer much of the known universe thousands of years before the Skywalker Saga. The Rakatan Infinite Empire was first introduced in the Knights of the Old Republic game and expanded upon in the Dawn of the Jedi Force Storm comics. They collapsed roughly 25,000 years prior to A New Hope, which is around the beginning of the emergence of the Jedi. But if you want to reach even deeper into Star Wars Legends lore, it's also worth noting that one of the civilizations the Rakatan Empire conquered was the Qua. They were an ancient race of aliens on Dathomir that developed technology called Infinity Gates. They basically let you do instantaneous travel across the galaxy. And that connection to Dathomir feels particularly compelling given what we now know about Morgan Elspeth, that she is a descendant of the Night Sisters, Dathomir's resident witches. Perhaps the Rakatans could be retconned to be an extragalactic empire that journeyed to the galaxy far, far away from beyond the pathway to Paradia. Or maybe they were that ancient people from a distant galaxy who built the ritual site on Setos, where Morgan activated the star map in episode two. 
Regardless, the implications of ancient civilizations and Jedi traveling back and forth between galaxies by utilizing Purgle migration lanes are profound. If a deadly threat is in fact lurking out there somewhere, maybe the technology to get there was lost for a good reason. And with just five episodes of Ahsoka remaining, we're keeping our fingers crossed for more answers sooner rather than later. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's our working theory about the deeper meaning of traveling between multiple galaxies in the Star Wars universe. We're gonna keep our eyes peeled for more clues in the episodes ahead, but in the meantime, we have plenty of other deep dives for you over on Nerdist. For now though, tell us, what do you think? Do you think there's a deadly threat looming out there? What do you make of Huyang's revelation? Took my battery back up a while to cycle, I suppose. What did I miss? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.